Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. My wife is such a good cook that I have no problem saying publicly that my wife is a better cook than my mom. My wife is the best cook I know. I love the Reverend. I love yeah. Reverend Canty, but my <laughs> wife, Mel Canty, is a better cook than my mama. How does your mom react to that statement? My, my wife doesn't like it, and I'm pretty sure my mom doesn't either, but it's true. That's how good of a cook my wife is. Wow. I married the best cook I know. That is blasphemous. I could see how some people would say that, but it's the truth. I mean, can we not speak freely on Unsportsmanlike? Can I not tell the truth on this show? You always tell the truth. Thank you. I don't have any issue with it. Yeah, I'm sure my, my mom and my wife have a problem with it. But Why would your wife have an issue with she it? She doesn't You're like that it puts her. Smalls, can you please break this down for her? Why does my wife not like it when I say that? Because it's kind of a roundabout way dissing his mom by saying that she is a better cook than her mother-in-law, which puts her in a precarious situation. It makes it an adversarial situation between my wife and my mom. I mean. Even though she's not inviting it. Exactly. You want to so get, that's why my wife gets really upset when I say that. I, I mean, can understand. Hope she's not listening. If you want to get real on this, we can get real. You choose one person in life. You don't choose who your parents and kids and siblings are. You chose your wife, so she should be number one. It's my mama, man. That's your mom. Like your mama you is your mom. Your like, wife. There's a reason why Mother's Day is a huge holiday. Correct. You know what I mean? There's a reason why. She she gave him life. Yeah, exactly. She fed him his entire life. You chose your wife. She can be number one. I'm supporting your wife on this. You chose her. No, you're not supporting my wife because my wife doesn't like being put in this position. My wife is put her in the position. That I don't say this. But yet you continue to. <laughs> because it's true. Because her cooking is so good. I, I told you. And I in my mind, you know what it is? In my mind, I feel like if I keep saying it, she'll cook more often. Oh, okay. So like that sounds like kind of like the reverse psychology or subliminal messaging, however you want to spin it. Like that, that That's what I'm trying to do. Like, hey, you're the best cook I know. Maybe you want to cook some more. I'd rather you're cooking than going out to dinner. All of those things are true, but I'm just saying them repeatedly so she does it more often. Mm, you're in a very like tricky spot, though, because I remember when I lived in the city, one of the things that I wanted to do as much as possible within reason was go out to all the great restaurants that are in New York City. Yeah. My wife also is a phenomenal chef, cook, baker, whatever, and when you move outside the city, there are good restaurants, but not like the city. It's no. like, okay, well, like, cool. We're, we're, we don't have to go out to eat. In the city, I always felt like if we didn't go out to eat, I'm missing a restaurant, like a cool new spot. And where you live was right near where I used to live. There are great restaurants yeah. in our area. Yeah. And I feel like I was always missing out. Like I, like you always say, Smalls, I don't have a kitchen that's big enough for me to cook. I think that's a benefit currently when you're living in the city because you get to take advantage of all these great restaurants. But I don't have FOMO when my wife decides to cook. Understood. Yeah, because I mean, like I just like I would prefer it. Like her, her meals. Like she can get down. Like my wife can 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 chef it up, and she can, you know, have those kind of courses, like those types of meals that you get at five star restaurants. But she can also go with the soul food and the down home stuff. Like I just, she has the versatility within her game. 
she's been taught by the best. So I'm just saying, like, I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything if we don't go out to eat. That's just how good of a cook my wife is. I miss cooking more than anything. It's the only negative for me living in New York City is that I can't cook in my kitchen and I don't have a dishwasher, which is New York City luxury to, is to have a dishwasher. Yeah. You're rich in New York if you got a dishwasher or a washer dryer. In unit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't have a dishwasher either? No. Oh, I didn't know that. My kitchen is so small that I cannot put my cutting board on the counter. And imagine then trying to cook that way while the dishes are piling up as you're cooking and there's no dishwasher for, for you to put to them do. in. That's hard to do. It's yeah. logistically almost impossible. I did not realize you did not have a dishwasher. No, a lot of sweet green going on at the the small Mancasa. I will add one other thing. I've recently done something. When my wife makes an amazing meal and, like, it's out there, I give a price. I say, all right, that's $42 at a restaurant. Right there. $42, like, literally. Because, like, when she does pasta specifically with, like, a shrimp. What kind of pasta? Like Like a scampi kind of thing. Okay. Unbelievable, right? And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't understand. We've gone to restaurants where I've paid over $40 for this meal that I'm getting right now. It's ridiculous. Like, think about the pricing. Whatever the meal is that you're thinking about that your your wife would make, how much it would cost you in a restaurant. Probably oh, over the $200. Duck? Can you imagine yeah. what the duck would cost in oh, a restaurant? 200. So here's a perfect example. There, there's a steakhouse, Maestro Steakhouse in New York City. Uh-huh. You can actually order the cuts of beef uncooked. And so I will Uber Eats. A, a ribeye steak so my wife can cook it. That's how good my wife is. Rather than have them cook the damn steak, I want my wife to cook it. Ooh. That's how good it is. It is absolutely phenomenal, Smalls. That's why I'd rather stay at home and have dinner at home. Like, we'll go out because I can't ask her to cook every single day. But, man, if I got the choice between a home-cooked meal or going out to dinner, like Valentine's Day, if she asked me what we want to do, I want to stay in and have you cook, honey. That Your cooking for me is is my love language. That's how I feel love from you, by how you cook. That's how good she is. How it's a she, high compliment. How does she feel when you ask her to cook for you on Valentine's Day, though? What do you mean? Well, like, theoretically, it should be you cooking for her on Valentine's Day. Why? Now. That's a lot I mean, of people. Valentine's Day is both of us expressing our love for one another. Yeah, mutual love. About? Mutual. What love. do you do? What do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> she has- I always. I listen. First of all, it's, it's the flowers in the car, right? Like that's the most important thing. Go to books.com, Get your flowers, fellas. That's a PSA. Just letting y'all know. Um, and also, uh, I also have a little gift. I always have a okay. little something for my wife. You know, a little something, a little trinket. You know, it's, it's nice. That's what I do. Cece's a good gift giver. He's told me some of the gifts that he's given his wife since we started the show. Yeah. Elite. I mean, listen, for her birthday, I took her to Paris. Yeah, Elite, come on, come on. And that wasn't the only gift. That wasn't the only gift. I bought a Cuban link chain and a herringbone, huh? She'd been to Texas before? No, that's... Oh, it wasn't Paris, Texas. Okay, got it. The Eiffel Tower. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. We are on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you have a dishwasher, please send it to Smalls. It can't fit in there. <laughs> oh, you couldn't even fit one in there. No, I can we barely get, fit we gotta in there. Get you out I of can here. barely fit. We in gotta the kitchen. get you out of this apartment. I'm gonna take a picture of my kitchen and send it to the group chat tonight, and it's a sad state of affairs. You guys are gonna feel sad for me. I gotta talk to Andy Cohen. We gotta get you on the payroll. We gotta get you on the payroll. I'm sure Andy's kitchen is lovely. I'm, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> Designed by Jenna Lyons. Oh, I wish. I wish. You're, ta- you're talking my dreams here, Cece. Right, right. Well, uh, you can't afford a dishwasher. No, you can't afford a dishwasher. Your apartment it doesn't allow for the dishwasher. Correct. And um, Jerry Jones can or can't afford Dak? What do we what He do we can think? afford it. He, he just doesn't know it. if he wants to spend yeah. the money. Mm, yeah. Well, he spoke yesterday about Dak's future with the Cowboys. Dak has done nothing to change my mind on any 
uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that we'd go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd go as far as Dak takes us. Right. And that's how far we went. Oh, right. So okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he took them to the playoffs this year. He was great in the regular season, not great in the postseason, and now they're going home or they went home. What does this now mean for his future? Because he's on an expiring deal at $59 million as a cap hit, $61 yeah. million as a dead cap yeah. hit. He's going to. We're going to go as far as he can take us. What does that mean? I don't understand it. I was going to ask you the same thing. Okay. I have no idea what Jerry Jones means by what he just said. It, it is completely perplexing. I hear that as he's not going to sign him. I could be wrong. Well, that's you know what I hear. Well, that, well, that, well, well, he said, well, he didn't say as much yesterday, right? When, when reporters pressed him down at the Senior Bowl about whether or not he's going to give Dak a contract extension, he wouldn't commit to it. And my point is, well, well, if you're not committing to a contract extension for Dak, then what is your plan for quarterback long term? What is your plan for the quarterback position beyond 2024? Because Dak has a full no trade clause, but more importantly, he has a full no franchise tag clause. So you can't tag him and keep him around if you don't give him an extension. So you have zero leverage over the player beyond this upcoming season. And here's the thing, even this upcoming season, you don't have leverage because Dak has a $59.5 million cap hit. So if you don't want to commit to Dak by giving him a long-term contract extension, you, in effect, undermine this upcoming season. The roster quite literally won't be as good because you don't have as much cap space to go out and get free agents. And you also continue to undermine the leadership of the quarterback in the eyes of the rest of the players on the team. Why? Because he's a lame duck. Why should we have belief in Dak Prescott getting us to the championship if you as an organization are hedging against the possibility of us falling short yet again this upcoming year? Why should we do it? It would make no sense, Smalls. But if I'm Jerry Jones, why should I have the belief that I should pay you if you haven't already gotten it done? I think he's trying to be perplexing on purpose because he doesn't have the leverage that Dak has in this situation. And while he may not have an obvious upgrade right now if he elects to move on from Dak, I think he's probably in a situation that's saying, am I going to pay you the money that you're going to command or that you're going to ask for mm-hmm. when I'm going to fall short yet again in the playoffs? I think by him alluding to the fact that he, they can only go as far as Dak is going to take them, he's probably in some way signaling, well, then I'm not going to pay you as a Super Bowl winning quarterback if you can't get us past this round of the playoffs. And insanity is this, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. When the Cowboys had another early playoff exit, we talked about Mike McCarthy. Are you really going to run it back with Mike McCarthy after yet another postseason failure, despite going 12-5 and in the regular season and having a ton of success in the regular season? And he chose to. But I think he's saying it's all or nothing with not only McCarthy, but Dak. And even though the playoff loss is not entirely Dak's fault, that's obvious. I don't know if you're Jerry Jones if you want to continue forward with the same formula at the most important position in football if you don't think he's the guy that can get it done. So you think there's a potential for them to make a change at the position beyond 2024 just for change's sake? Yes. I just don't know how that puts you in a spot where your team is actually better. How are you going to replace Dak Prescott? Like the, the quarterback. Are you sure he wants to be better in two years? That, and when I'm and the reason I'm asking that, so that taken out of context sounds bad. Let me let me explain. Are we sure that Jerry Jones is not looking at it and saying this year is the max amount I can get out of this group, and in order for me to restart this, I have to hit rock bottom for a year? 
Are we sure that that's not part of this? That I have a head coach that's on an expiring deal. I have a quarterback that's on an expiring deal. I have all these other contracts that potentially could be on expiring deals or I could potentially move on from if I don't extend. Are we sure that Jerry Jones hasn't made the assessments that this is the final year of this group and regardless of what happens this year, he's going to have to move on after that? Jerry Jones will be 82 years old in I understand that. So you think he's going to go through a multi-year well, rebuild? then if he's not, then I'll ask this. If, okay, so then the answer to that is no, that he's not looking at it as one year. Fine. Okay. okay, so now next part of this is, is he looking at it at multi-years without Dak Prescott? How would you do that? There's only one answer, at least on the docket right now, which is Trey Lance, a guy they get from being the number three pick overall out of um, with San Francisco traded to Dallas. Is Trey Lance the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan took number three, or is Trey Lance the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan traded? But that's a big gamble. That's what I'm asking the question, because Kyle Shanahan is known as an offensive genius, rightfully so. He's in the Super Bowl, and he's done it again with a different quarterback twice in, his, in what, four years, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, now Brock Purdy. So he's known as a QB genius. Is Trey Lance the guy that the QB genius took number three, or is Trey Lance the guy that the QB genius traded away? Because if you believe he's the guy that... Shanahan took number three, then there is your answer to the question of what's well, after well, that. And here's the thing. It's the opportunity cost, right? Because we know that Trey Lance is not going to be as expensive as Dak Prescott. So what can I do with those resources, with those salary cap dollars, if I don't have to pay Dak you know, $55, $60 million a year? How good of a team can I put around Trey Lance or whoever else is playing quarterback? And where does that land me in terms of my team's success once we get to the playoffs? But I, Those are only questions sorry. that the front office, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, can answer. I just think that that's a dicey proposition when you have a quarterback by anybody's standards that's top 10 at the position. I don't think we have to play the hypothetical with Dallas like we do with other teams. We don't know who Atlanta's quarterback is going to be. We don't know who Minnesota's quarterback is going to be if Kirk Cousins is not going to be there. This gives Trey Lance gives us a tangible person we can attach to this as is he going to be a guy on their team moving forward? And if they believe that Trey Lance is not going to get a contract extension for a lot of money, they may want to offer him a contract extension right now and say, listen, you're never going to play this year. We're going to give you a two-year, $20 million extension to be our backup. You're going to take it? Because if you get him to take it and he's good, you now have a Jordan Love scenario where you're underpaying your starting quarterback for at least a couple of years. This is the question because we don't know who the answer is past Dak. They may tell us it is Trey Lance if they don't extend him. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You hear these Jerry Jones comments, Jerry Jones comments, and you think what? Because we are confused by what this actually means. Does this mean Dak is on his final year? Is he going to be signed long term? Or should we start to have this Trey Lance conversation? We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I just want to go back to one final point on Trey Lance for now before we get the calls in. So, Dak Prescott, final year of his contract. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of contract extension. Mike McCarthy, final year of his contract. Jerry Jones is not giving us any indication that he's signing either one of them to a long-term deal, Right. If we believe that Trey Lance is going to one day be the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers thought he would be, as ridiculous as this sounds, is there more of an argument to give Trey Lance an extension right now at a low number than there is Dak? You, as soon as the season ends, you said you cannot give Dak the extension. And I was a prisoner of the moment. I was wrong. You have to pay Dak. Okay. You have to pay Dak. Like, I, I, like, here's the thing. I don't know what Trey Lance will or won't be. I know. I know he's a long-term project. Before I'm going to give him any kind of money, I'm going to wait and see him actually do something on the field first. Like, mm-hmm. that, 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 to me, that is my position. With the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, that's a little bit different because they scouted him, they drafted him, they invested a first-round pick in him once upon a time, and they wanted to give themselves more runway to evaluate him. Turns out they were right. They hit on him. They didn't need more than this year to evaluate him, but they gave themselves the cushion of having him under contract through 2024. With Trey Lance, I don't know what he is, and that's why I can't have any kind of conviction toward him being able to factor into the math with what I do with Dak. It's just fascinating that we have a quarterback that we all deem to be great in Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And what's sitting behind him is a former top three pick in the draft from just two or three years ago. Think about if Miami was in that same exact situation. We talk about two if he's going to get the contract extension. And Trey Lance was just sitting there waiting. But he's such a question mark. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is he the guy that it was drafted third or the guy that they got rid of? I, I don't know the answer to that question because none of us have seen him play enough. Reggie in Los Angeles listening on 710 in L.A. What's up, Reggie? Hey, good morning. I want a diehard Cowboy fan here. Uh, I hear you guys talking about Dak Prescott. Do not pay this guy. He cannot win a big game. You let him walk. He's not worth $60 million. He's a, not a top-10 quarterback, and there's no way I'm giving him $60 million. Okay, wait do, a second. Wait a I second, would, Reggie. Let him walk means you may not have him this year. means he may sit there and say, I'm not playing this year unless I have a contract extension. Then don't don't play him. Sit him on the bench. Do an Al Davis. You're, you, we won't play you. And I'm giving you a pay a cut. You take thirty million a year. Oh, we're trading you. Trade him to the Raiders. They take all of our rejects. Why yeah. would he agree to take a pay cut? Yeah. Like I mean, your choices are. I mean, you're going to cut Dak Prescott and absorb what a sixty-one million dollar dead cap hit versus the fifty-nine and a half that he counts for you if he plays. That makes no sense. Like, here's the thing. Like, you're saying, oh, I'm not going to pay Dak Prescott. Well, well who's going to be your quarterback? Who's going to be Lance. your quarterback? Trey Lance is going to be your quarterback. So you think you're going to be better off, you're going to go on a deeper playoff run with Trey Lance as your quarterback over Dak Prescott this upcoming season. That's the part that I don't understand from Cowboys fans. I get the frustration. I was frustrated right after the playoff loss, too, because this is a team that I thought was going to be poised to go on a deep playoff run. 
But the fact that they underwhelmed and got embarrassed at home by the Green Bay Packers and a team that is the youngest team in the NFL this season, I, I just that part of it it feels like it's a little bit much it's a little bit of a knee jerk reaction in terms of moving off from Dak because you don't have somebody that's you know ready to step in and be an upgrade over what you already have at the position. Yeah, you don't feel like your contingency plan is really set no. yet. However, I do understand that thought process. We always talk about the Dallas Cowboys saying the regular season does not matter. All that matters is the playoffs for them based on the expectations that they set for themselves and the talent on the team and the fact that it's been going going on 29 years now since they've won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Jerry constantly puts pressure on this team and puts the expectations at a certain level. And I think he's probably looking at the results and looking at his quarterback and thinking, I, I know the market is going to dictate that I pay you a certain amount of money, but my ROI is not what I need based on the investment that I'm going to make in you. Yeah. I don't care about regular season success. Of course, we have to have that to put us in the best position to win a Super Bowl. But we had home field advantage and it didn't work out. We've been to the playoffs with a lot of talent. I have a Super Bowl winning head coach who's at the helm here to guide you and work with you. And yet it still has not resulted in what I need it to. So do I really want to invest in you in that way? I I think about the Rams who went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff and thought that he wasn't the guy and had to move on from him. And yes, they were able to find what is looking like an unbelievable trade in hindsight with Matthew Stafford, but he took them to a Super Bowl and they decided to move on for him they elected to say we are going to take a risk and move on from this because we don't think you can get us to this point and I wonder if what Jerry is saying about we can go as far as Dak can take us is coded language for him saying and I don't think he can get us there right if we were to just grade quarterbacks right now let's say Mahomes is an A plus what letter grade would we give Dak a B plus B plus A minus B plus CCU B plus yeah, I would say B+. Plus. Okay. And what letter grade would we give Trey Lance? D? C? I, I don't think I have a, enough results incomplete. on the test. Incomplete, yeah. Okay. Incomplete, yeah. incomplete yeah. slash unknown. Yeah. Okay, all right. So there's a reason I'm asking you this. What's better in building a football team moving forward? A B-plus at $60 million or an unknown at $5 million? Because that's probably ultimately, if you believe that Trey Lance can be something, what the Cowboys are saying right now. Maybe they're intrigued by this unknown because maybe moving forward, they believe building a football team, they could have the ultimate dream scenario. I get that you're asking the question, but do you actually believe that? You think the Cowboys are better off rolling with the uncertainty of Trey Lance rather than a B-plus quarterback in Dak Prescott making $60 million a year? No, I don't. But I believe believe they've had that conversation. Sure. I believe they've sat there and they said, well, look at Purdy. Look at Jordan Love. Look at C.J. Stroud, who's on a rookie deal and very low, right? And look at where they're getting their teams because of all of the other players around them as well. Now, Stroud less than the other two, but you get the overall point. Meaning Stroud doesn't have the talent that obviously Purdy has. But I I can't help but wonder if the Cowboys have sat back and said, if Dak can only get us the second round and we're paying him 60, Lance may not get us the playoffs at all, or... Maybe in two or three years, if we have him underpaid relative to on-field value, maybe he can get us deeper than that. They do have a lot of other people to pay. And I know that this is not the best example because this is where he came from in San Francisco, but maybe they're looking at Brock Purdy and saying if he can be what 
Sanford, basically, if we can have him at a lower price point and build around him, can he be serviceable enough for us and to get us where we want to go? The timing of when Dak needs to be paid forces them into making him the highest paid player in the league. In theory, the highest paid player in the league should be able to take you to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't know that they believe he okay, can. Okay, so in playing out this hypothetical that we're talking about, if the Cowboys do believe that from a value proposition standpoint, Trey Lance is a better option than Dak Prescott, then maybe it's the Cowboys going to Dak trying to facilitate a trade rather than the other way around this offseason. Hey, we're not going to pay you. You know, you've got this $59.5 million cap hit. Let's get you to a team that would be willing to pay you the kind of money that you're looking for. Let's facilitate that kind of situation. I don't know how they would do that, how they would work it with the salary cap, but let's try to figure that out because we think that we're better off going this direction and you'll probably be better off going that way. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I truly believe in my heart of hearts what Jerry Jones would love to happen here is to have Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott play out one year on a one-year deal and then evaluate after the season. Make it obvious that I have no choice but to pay you. Now, the counter to that is that could just walk away after that with no I don't penalty. have to take your money. Right. I don't have to take your right. money in that spot. But he may sit there and say, either you're going to do it or not. And if not, I have a young quarterback in Trey Lance, and now he's talking to Jory Epstein of Yahoo about Bill Belichick, and maybe I go call Bill Belichick with a quarterback that is not making a lot of money, and that's what I'm just saying. I think there's he's no try- indication of a long-term deal here. No, there's not. But I think he's trying to create leverage. He's like he's trying to say, hey, I'm entertaining all of these possibilities. I might not pay Dak. I'm cool letting this thing play out. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And, hey, I got Trey Lance. I traded for him a mid-round. But he's trying to create leverage where there is none. I still stand by the fact that Dak Prescott does get paid his money this offseason. And when he signs that contract for the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to be the highest-paid player in football. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. 
Rye toast the best toast, right? Would you agree with oh, that? Rye's terrible. Rye's terrible? Toast. No, no, I think he's got a point there. I think. Why are you looking at me well, like that, Cece? No, because you're the only one that thought that quite literally Dan and I, Dan and I like rye toast. What's the number one toast for you? If you have to get a toast, like with your eggs or whatever. Sourdough, easily. Sourdough, yeah. Easily. That's a, that's a great thing. With a little butter, a little that's jelly. Just kiss. Yeah, a little pumpernickel. Toast. Not the hardest thing in the world to make. But some foods are. Which ESPN personality would be best in the kitchen? We discuss every single week. We do our ESPN power rankings. And Smalls, off of all the conversation we've had around food recently, we are going to do ESPN Top Chef. So the personality you would most think could just dominate in the kitchen, making a great meal for family, friends, dinner party kind of thing. You want to go first? Sure. Number one overall pick from me for our ESPN personality power rankings, top three chefs. It's got to be Marcus Spears. Swagoo has posted the videos. We know that he can throw down in the kitchen. He can throw down on the grill. I know that he's going to bring some delicious Louisiana food to the table. We're going to eat good if I'm at the Swagoo household. Nice. So Marcus Spears, number one pick for me. Staying with that Golf South three theme, I'm going to go with Booger McFarlane in my snake draft. Another guy that's a Bayou Bangle. Booger McFarlane knows a thing or two about good food, good eats. I can promise you. This guy's going to have a fantastic spread when you go over to his crib. And I think he knows his way around the grill, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, Booker McFarlane, my first pick in the ESPN Top Chef draft. Well, I'm going with somebody who's around food on a daily basis. In fact, he is working at ESPN and also working at the Food Network. I'm going Jesse Palmer, who I've got to assume can cook a little bit, considering the fact that he hosts all these shows. He's been around elite-level, iconic chefs forever. Some of it had to have worn off on Jesse. You realize we're all around food every day, though. Not in the way he is. Not in the way he is. Maybe. Maybe. My second pick in the snake draft. Somebody that I like. I pretty much eat the same kinds of things on a daily basis. I know. We see the muffin every day. 7 a.m. on the dot. uh, No, like 7.12 now. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Excuse me. me, My bad. You know, either a grilled chicken or turkey or whatever it is every single day. I like the consistency of eating So I'm going to go with Adam Schefter, who told us yesterday he has the same granola and yogurt every single day. So why is he in your top pick for the the chef draft? Because I think that he would understand what I get, which is I want the same thing for every meal, basically. I don't like to deviate too much. Chefty, my next chef tea. Huh? Chef tea. I didn't even know I was going to do that until I did it. I don't know. Somebody that has the same thing for breakfast every morning, I don't know if I can trust your judgment when it comes to food. But one guy I think I can trust his judgment, Jeff Saturday. I feel like I can trust Jeff Saturday when it comes to food. He lives in Atlanta, so you know he knows something about good food, specifically barbecue. And the other thing, Jeff Saturday was an offensive lineman. Let me tell you something. If you want to know. Was. Now he's like a slot receiver. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, listen, all the offensive linemen know where all the good food places are. An understated attribute that we have to assign to NFL offensive linemen. Yes. They know good food. Of course. They know good food. You want to find a good food? Follow the 300-pounders. The offensive linemen will lead the way. Offensive lineman, Jeff Saturday, also one of the best beards. He's my second pick in the ESPN Top Chef Draft. Let's uh, dive deeper into that for a second. You go to a new team. You played for three teams in your career. You played for the Cowboys. You then went to the Giants. You then went to the Ravens. Giants may be a bad example because you're from here. But theoretically, you go to a new team. First person you're asking about the hot food spots, greatest restaurants, you always go O-line? 
not always go O line. See, the O line is going to lead you to the understated places, hole in the wall, like the hole in the, the wall, the diners, drive-ins, and dives places, places that are off the beaten path. Like you know, when you go to a new city, you want the ambiance, you want the lights, you want the sizzle, you know, you want page six, you want all of those things. But when you just want some good food, place that I can stop off to on the way home from work and grab something for dinner because I don't feel like cooking or the lady's not cooking. Ask the offensive lineman. They always gonna tell you where to go. They always got the spots. Trust me. So who's gonna give you the sizzle? The wide receivers? Uh the wide receivers, defensive backs, those guys, they, you know, everybody always associates them with being the prima donnas on the team. They, they know the places to go. You know, when the you, spots? When, when you want when you want the ambiance, the atmosphere. Okay. Who, who you do go. you never ask? And you can't say kickers, because I know you always would go there. <laughs> you never ask, you go to a new city. Punters. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what I'm saying. Who would you never ask? Long snappers. Oh, okay, I give up. Smalls, go ahead. I tried. Uh, my number two pick on our ESPN personality power rankings, our top chefs here at the Mothership, it's Dominique Foxworth, friend of the show. He joined us earlier today and confirmed my suspicions that he is a great chef. Whenever we have Dom on the show or whenever I see him in the hallways, we end up chatting. We always talk about food, and we realized that we go to some of the same restaurants, so I knew that he had the same flavor palette that I do. I also know how smart Dom is, and I know that cooking is really just about following instructions and executing, so I had no doubt in my mind that he would be able to whip it up in the kitchen, and he confirmed it today, talking about how he deep fries lobsters and that how he loves to cook to impress people. Dominique Foxworth, great number two pick for me. Oh, and then it's me again. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a snake draft. There you go. Okay, so to finish this all off, certainly... uh, it, she's last, but certainly not least. Excuse me. It's Molly Kiram. I follow Molly on Instagram. I always see her in the kitchen. She's cooking before football Sundays, showing what she's whipping up. She also has range. I, I failed to mention that earlier. She can make you the good football foods, but she's also very health conscious. So I feel mm-hmm. like whatever lane I'm choosing that day, whether it's something delicious and healthy or something very decadent, Molly Kiram could get it done. Yeah, I come. also want to point out that Stephen A. Smith, on first take, did a whole pitch for the Food Network to bring in Molly as well because of her love for food and her passion for cooking, et cetera. So she's got the Food Network pitch out there from Stephen A. There we go. Nice, nice. Okay, so last pick from my ESPN Top Chef draft. Not a friend of the show, but I want him to be a friend of the show. Another Gulf South native, SportsCenter LA host Stan Verrett. Stan Verrett. Now, I know he's he's got that affinity for Gulf South cuisine. Stan Verrett, I believe, knows his way around the kitchen, knows what he's doing when it comes to cooking some food. So Stan Verrett, somebody that I'm just going to assign the, you know, the insight of having the ability to be able to cook because of where he's from. Stan Verrett, wanting to be a friend of the show, not yet a friend of the show, but he is my last pick for ESPN Top Chef Draft. All right, my last pick. He does a lot of food bits on College Game Day on Saturdays. I'm taking Stanford Steve, of course, SVP. That is a guy that is fun. He's gambling. He's eating. He's having fun with the guys. Stanford Steve, I assume, can cook. But just because you can eat the fun things at the fair does not mean you can cook well. I'm going to assume he can. We've okay. literally assumed with every single person here that they can. Okay. CC just talked about Stan Verrett having literally no evidence, none whatsoever. Other than where he's from. <laughs> yeah, he's right. from Louisiana. Doesn't mean you can cook. I don't know. I think it's kind of a rite of passage. Yeah, I feel exactly. Louisiana? It's in the water down yeah, there. Yeah, come oh, on. He's from the boot. Yeah, you know how to cook if you you're know, from there. You know how to cook. I did get a text message from a high-ranking ESPN executive, and she said to me, 
Did someone say Laura Rutledge? She's amazing. Now, Laura Rutledge feels like the person you could draft in any draft that we yes. have discussed so far. Well, not Versatile. the beer draft. But <laughs> she is – she seemingly – I don't know her – is one of these people that is good at literally everything. I had her uh, as my – I believe my number one pick for babysitting. So I couldn't use yeah. her. She was already off my big board or else I would have considered her for sure. We did one to go out to dinner, have fun. She seems like she'd be great for that. Totally. Babysitting, great for that. I guess she's an amazing chef as well. She's also unbelievable at her job on television. Her multiple jobs. <laughs> yeah. Laura Rutledge is now one of these – we don't know – I don't know her. I don't know if you guys know her. She is now, to me, one of these people in life that is just seemingly good at everything. There, there are not many of those – but she's one that's good at everything. Maybe she can even help with somebody's uh, best bets over here. We will get Canty's best bets and the unsportsmanlike wow. moments Strings. of the day wow. next. Why, unsportsmanlike though? on ESPN We've Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. It was not a great look. Time for the most unsportsmanlike moments of the day. But first, CC has his best bets for this evening. Okay, so we won last night. Another winner. That's two in a row. So we're two for two this week. Cashing in. Yeah, I mean, Nuno's not mad at me. I picked the Knicks to win on the money line and Jalen Brunson to go under. 33 and a half points. He ended up with, what, 29 points? So, good night for him. Great night for Dante Vincenzo, by the way. But tonight, we're going back to the association. Go back to the well, because why wouldn't we? Why not? And so, we're going to start off with Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavs taking on Javante's Detroit Pistons. And we're going to go Donovan Mitchell under 28 and a half points. And it's not because I think Donovan Mitchell will play poorly. It's because I don't know how long Donovan Mitchell will have to play in order for the Cavs to win. So I think this is a light night's work for Donovan Mitchell. So we're going to go Donovan Mitchell under 28.5 points. And we're going to roll with Kevin Durant in his return back to Brooklyn with the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant over 23.5 points. So Donovan Mitchell under 28.5 points. Kevin Durant over 23.5 points. And it pays out at plus 198. All right. That Nets Suns game that CC's referring to, 8.30 p.m. Eastern ABC game this evening with KD and the Suns going back 
to Brooklyn. All right. Uh, time now for the unsportsmanlike moments of the day. Let's start with Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's a Hall of Fame basketball player. Jason Kidd is the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Jason Kidd was on 97.1 The Freak in Dallas and discussed his best player, Luka Doncic. He's better than Dirk. Uh, he's in the in the atmosphere of MJ, uh, the best to ever do it, LeBron, uh, Kobe. Um, and so just to appreciate what this young man's doing at the age of 24 is uh, something that Dallas has never seen. He is better than Dirk. Uh, he does things that Dirk could never do. And now it's, you know, the opportunity of getting the right people around him to ultimately win a championship. You just said two times that Luka is better than Dirk. Dirk won a title and in, had been to two. Do you feel Comfortable saying that on a guy that has not made the even made the finals yet? Yeah, MJ's the same way. MJ didn't make it until his 30s. Uh, this young man is 24 and is, is breaking all the records uh, that stand in front of him. Um, and he's a winner. And uh, his ultimate goal is to win a championship. And he will get there, not just you know win one, but he will win multiple uh, when it's all said and done. That is maybe one of the most absurd pieces of audio I have ever heard in my entire life. To sit there and say that Luke, Jason Kidd played with Dirk, won a title with with Dirk. To say that Luka is better than Dirk is absurd. To say he's in the same atmosphere as Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant is even more absurd. If you want to compliment Luka, you want to say why it's the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day, simply say this. At this point through Luka's career, he was better than Dirk was at this point through his career. What Dirk has that Luka doesn't have would be an MVP and a title. I believe that Luka has the ability to do both. In addition, if you looked at the trajectory of Michael, Kobe, and LeBron, through this point of their career, it looks different and maybe equal to or worse than that of Luca's. You cannot make these statements about Luca. It's absurd. We sat here for a week and destroyed the idea of those people saying that about Josh Allen, that he's better than this guy, better than that guy, without an MVP and without a title. What is that, Jay Kid? I don't know what it is. But I mean, I go back to Dirk winning that title in 2011 mm-hmm. against LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosch. I mean, that might have been one of the best individual performances that I've ever seen. Yes. In terms of being able to will your team to a title. No and, doubt. And Jason Kidd out of front row seat. Like, I, that's the part I don't understand. So, like, why, why, are you, why do you have to big up Luka Doncic by tearing down an all-time great, a guy that's got a statue of him outside of the building where you play at? That makes no sense. And then the Michael Jordan thing is that absolutely one. wild. That one. Like, like for last time I checked, like, you know, a player has to play offense and defense – there is no comparison in terms of the kind of defensive player Michael Jordan was early on in his career versus what Luka Doncic is and what Luka Doncic will ever be on defense. Like that, that, that's the point. Like we live in an era now where points are cheaper than they've ever been. Like there ain't no hand checking. Like you tap a guy, it's a foul. Like the thing, I, and I guess you're, you're playing in the era that you're playing in. But to sit here in 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 I guess I, I don't know gawk at what Luka Doncic is doing because a guy can drop 73 points. I'm not impressed when you only got one conference finals appearance. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you got boat raced in that conference finals. 
You know what the weird part about this is? Is he's obviously trying to exalt Luca and pay him the highest of compliments, but because he put him in the same category as those other guys, specifically Michael Jordan, now we have to tear him down. Yep. Now, now we have That's to say right. he's not in this atmosphere. He shouldn't be in that conversation, which is clearly not Jason Kidd's intention by making that statement. You just nailed it every which way on that, Smalls, because that is what happens when you make these proclamations with people in the know, not people that are observing like us here that you're in the you're in it every single day this is exactly what happened when Daryl Morey then of the Rockets did this with James Harden remember he said oh he's a better offensive player than Michael Jordan you're trying to hype your guy you know what we do as a result we annihilate James Harden so now when Jason Kidd is out there trying to hype up Luka who he should hype up because Luka is awesome the only singular thing that we are now going to do is try to tear Luka down because you compared someone to Michael Jordan. James Harden got more of a case. He got three scoring titles and an MVP. And he played in the finals. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Jay Harden, Harden yes. got more of a case than Luka. With no case, he has more of a case. <laughs> and see now what we're doing? It's, it's absolutely abs- I could not believe he actually said this. Wow. That he's Swap out there him. saying and to Swap Dirk vibes. You want you know what? I I can't believe I'm saying this. Do it. I actually think it's worse what he did about Dirk. And I think it's nauseating when anyone compares anyone to Michael Jordan. He is better at his job than anyone in the world has ever been at theirs. That's how great Michael Jordan is or was at basketball. The idea of even attempting to compare someone to Michael Jordan is utterly ludicrous. You are the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. This franchise is what it is. It's worth what it is relative to Mark Cuban selling it because of what Dirk Nowitzki did to lead it to this level. They just sold it for a $3 billion valuation or whatever the heck it was. Cuban's awesome, don't get me wrong, but Cuban will be the first one to tell you, don't you dare go at Dirk. There are some franchises, some organizations, you cannot ever try to tear one of their players down. Dirk Nowitzki with the Dallas Mavericks is one of them. You can't. Greg Popovich can't sit there and say, you know, Wemby's going to be better than Tim Duncan. I just don't even understand why you go to the Jordan territory. Right? No, I doubt. Like, one. if you want to say LeBron, like, like, yeah, like LeBron is still in the league. Like, he's still playing. Like, LeBron and Luka can play against each other They're in the Western Conference. Like, why do you go all the way to Jordan? You know what I mean? Like that. Because you can't I, go any higher. You know, like, like, yeah, you nowhere else to go. You, Dirk, I'm you telling skip you, all of the worse. other guys that go straight to Jordan. Zero to hundred. Like, now going we're here. Straight to Jordan. <laughs> It's utterly ridiculous. Like you ain't even with Steph Curry, ridiculous. bro. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like you're not even on that level. Why, why are we going straight to Jordan? <laughs> That's wild to me. There are some franchises so wild. you can't do. Like when Andrew Luck was looking really good with the Colts, you still can't do, well, he may be better than Manning. You, you can't do that. You can't go at somebody that has a statue outside of the building. <laughs> That's right. Except, except maybe Nick Foles because he has a statue well, outside. Well, he'd leave him outside. But he's got a statue outside. Fair, but if, the guy has a, if a player has a statue outside of the building – you're probably best served not comparing a current guy to the guy that has a statue. Think about your favorite probably team. Probably just Smalls. not a good idea. Think about your favorite team, okay? okay the St. Cardinals. Louis Cardinals. Nolan Arenado is phenomenal at baseball, okay? Paul Goldschmidt has had a great career. MVP. Could you imagine if whoever the manager is of the... the Ali Marmol. Ali Marmol of the Cardinals said, you know, I tell you, he's going to be better than Pujols. Better than Stan Mutual. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, you can't do that stuff. And this guy played with Dirk. This is I, I'm, this is one of, I, I don't know where I would rank it amongst the most absurd comments ever, but that is a sane individual saying an insane thing. 
This is a coach. If I'm the new Mavericks governorship, I may have to think about firing Jason Kidd after this. This yeah, is they weren't thinking about firing Jason Kidd already. <laughs> what? That ain't new news. I think him spilling the drink. Have, I might have to think about firing Jason. That's already on the board. I yeah. think spilling the drink with the Nets years ago on the court to stop the game was they more logical than fire, this. They probably go fire Jason Kidd after this season anyway. This is just nuts. Oh Do you think Luca shows up and he's like, dude? He should right? show up. He Michael should Jordan? show up the next Sorry, game. Bro. No, he should wear Sorry, a Dirk jersey. Michael Jordan. Wear, wear a Dirk jersey to the arena tonight in Minneapolis. If you're if you're Luca, literally walk in with the 41 Dirk jersey. Nah, I ain't say he got to do all that. Oh, that would Luka, be great. Luca Doncic ain't the one that created this mess. I don't feel like he got to clean it up. But I mean, he going to Jason Kidd like, hey, bro, what you did ain't help me. It ain't help you. Why? You compare me to Michael, why, Michael why, Jordan? Why and for what? Like, thank you? But also, really? Greeny, coming up next. We are on to Thursday. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.